Hello and welcome to Adventures in Slightly Above Average Parenting. I'm Max's mom, the artist formerly known as Candace, your guide into B-minus parenting and some of the interesting lessons we learn along the way. I hope everybody out there has had an amazing week. I hope your little ones had a great week. If they play sports, I hope they won. School's in the flow. And I hope everybody's been healthy over here. The only person that's really struggling is mom right here. Mama Bear has got a little cold, which is why I probably sound like a chain smoker. I apologize for that, but not much I can do. Um, just like I can't call in sick to being a mom, I won't call in sick to the podcast because I feel like it has a purpose. So onward and upward. Um, in this week's adventure, we're going to go on a field trip that Maximus and I took to the bookstore in which I realized just how important it is for him to see himself in books. And we'll call this one twinning. And instead of having two separate segments in bonding with the book and our parenting toolbox suggestion, we're going to combine those both for what I'm really excited about, which is at the top of every month, we will offer something special for you and your family to do to help you all bond together and help your little ones grow. Let's jump right into this week's adventure, twinning. Now, books have always been a very special thing in our house. As a former educator, I knew early on that reading acquisition, a love for reading, is the key to the, and just curiosity and looking into books for answers is the root of a strong academic foundation. Max was an early reader. He was reading at two and a half. Um, books were always all over our home. They were always in our car. There was never a time where there wasn't a book quickly at hand when we traveled when we were sitting somewhere doctor's office school wherever just pretty much books were just an extension of our physical being with that said that often meant lots of trips to the library and then often lots of trips to the bookstore now i know that sounds very antiquated especially in the day of amazon but there's something to be said to actually going into a book bookstore and looking at the titles and the illustrators and the images on the cover and seeing something new that sparks your curiosity and just taking it home and diving right in. Well, that's where we pick up today's adventure. Max and I always had, you know, the typical books. We've had Dr. Seuss. There are certain books that are kind of banned in our house and that's a a podcast for another time the giving treat I'm coming for you and those of you all who love it I just ask you why do you love it I mean it's not a book about giving it's more about a book of taking if we ever read it in our house because we've never read it in our house and it is not allowed in our house it will be called the douchebag little boy who took in the tree that never said no but I digress <laughs> We often went to the bookstore. I know some of you all are like, what? Yeah, read the book again with just that idea. Who did all the giving? Who did all the taking? And why is this book so widely celebrated? Hmm, yeah, and send me a message and let me know what you think. 
again, I digress because I could spend an entire episode on just this. <laughs> Max and I would go to the bookstore and often he was going through this phase at this time, he was five, where everything was dragons and or ocean. If it wasn't about sea animals, no, dragons, oceans, or the stars, he's really into space. Um, I learned more about space and the ocean than I ever cared to know as an adult or as a child because those are not things I've ever been interested in. But, you know, trying to be a B-minus parent with your kids interested in, you learn more about to help them figure it out, right? Well, on this occasion, we went into a bookstore that was in a shopping mall and he really wanted new books. And I said, okay, well, let's go pick out some books. And he passed over the ocean books. And he passed over the dragon books. And the space books. So I, I, I'm on an adventure now. I don't know what we're going to pick. I'm looking and I see fables and he passed them. And mom, I'm a big boy. I want chapter books. Okay. So we're going into the the literature aisle for the children with the smaller chapter books and he's never really been into the wimpy kid like he saw them and he was just like eh. and then he's just walking and walking and walking the aisle he picks up a book and he looks at the cover and he reads the back and he puts it back I mean this was turning into a true shopping experience but I was here for it this is this is my job to help you guide guide you, be there for you, support you on your reading endeavors, right? Okay. So what are we looking for, kid? Um, I don't know, Mom. And so I attempt to assist. I see a book with dragons. He said, oh, this one looks interesting. It has a dragon on it. And he looked at it and he was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Let me see it. And he takes it and he looks at it. He thumbs through the pages and then he looks at the back and he's just not, there wasn't a, a spark. There wasn't anything there that really said, I need to read this book. Well, he turned around and directly behind him was this book series called The Key Hunters, book one. And he stopped. And he looked at this cover and he picked the book up and was like, this is the book. And I paused for a moment because I couldn't understand what it was that he was grabbing at that moment. Mom, this is the book. This is the book I want to get. And maybe one of the books about the ocean. Ah, see, the ocean snuck its way back in there. Um, but I did remind him, you have a $30 limit today. And I know you all are wondering, like, wait, why do you have to remind him of his limit? I made the mistake once of taking Max into a bookstore without a, a dollar limit. And I let him pick out his books. And I left with my wallet very light and a $100 book bill. But every book was read cover to cover. However, who wants to? I was not prepared to spend $100 on books that day. But I quickly learned that we give him a dollar limit or a book limit before we go into the bookstore. So he was told... He can have $30 to spend on books or however he chooses to spend it. So if the books were cheaper, he can get more. If they're more expensive, he could get less, but $30 was his limit. So he picks up this book and he's like, yes, this is the book. I want this book, mom. I want this book. 
and I'm looking at Key Hunters and I'm like, well, why this book? I just want this book, mom. I just want this one. And I'm looking and I'm looking through, thumbing through, and I see that it's a little complex. Yeah, he's five and he can read by himself. Um, he understands, he comprehends, but I can tell that this was a thicker text than he was used to diving into. Um, the Lexile was much more complex. And for those who are like, what, well, the Lexile, they rate books for children, well, books period, on the complexity of the text and um, the words. And you can actually look it up to see where it falls. And if your child can read and comprehend on these levels, Lexile level will tell you about grade, age, um, comprehension level that they're at. This one was a little thicker, especially for a just now five-year-old. Um, I'm not even sure if he was completely five at this point. Uh, he might have been four and a half, but I remember it in the five ages. And I'm saying, Max, I don't know, babe. This would have to be one where we'd have to read it together. Mom, I don't care. I really want this book. I want this book. And he was so adamant. I just couldn't... <clears throat> I'm sorry, I couldn't understand what was calling him about this book. And I said, are you sure? Let's let's look at some of the other ones. And I, I tried to steer him towards the Magic Treehouse. I had read all of those as a kid. I tried to steer him to other books that, you know, we had read Charlotte's Web and we have The Big Friendly Giant and we've read that one. You know, just trying to get him something that was a little... And but he a little less, but he was not having it, and I and I could see him getting frustrated. And at one point, there were tears in his eyes, and that was not my intention. And I'm a parent that I say I'm sorry. You know, I don't know what that movie is that I can't remember it where they say love is saying you're sorry. When I mess up, I apologize and I earnestly get on my knees, eye to eye with him, and I say I'm sorry. But I could see he was getting so worked up. Kid, what is wrong? Why is this book so important to you? Bobby, just look at him. He looks just like me. And on the back, his last name is Evan and my last name is Evans. I'm supposed to read this book. I mean, look at him. He's brown like me. His hair is like me. I want to read this book. And he is now crying. Yeah, I didn't, I was at a loss. I didn't know that this trip to the bookstore was going to turn into a representation conversation, was going to turn into a, any type of conversation other than buying another ocean book and another space book or another book about dragons. But here we were in the aisle of this bookstore, my babe be crying and me having to wrap my arms around him and truly apologize and say sweetheart mom sorry I didn't know that this was so important to you I didn't know you needed to see yourself in books I'm so very sorry of course we'll get the book and if it's too hard for you to read by yourself we'll read it together as a matter of fact let's read it together because I don't know anything about this book and I wiped his face and I kissed his little forehead and we got it and walked to the register and he's he says mom don't forget the oceans book so we turn around and double back for an oceans encyclopedia book and that stuck with me 
I don't know why, up until that point, I never truly thought about his representation in the literature that he was reading. Now, I've read several articles, one in the last few days, about the need for representation and seeing yourself and not reading the typical Western, you know, story type, um, even the hero's journey, finding a different version of it because it also perpetuates certain stereotypes and things that we really would like to stop teaching our children. But, you know, I'm, I'm educated. I was a teacher in a former life. I read not as much as my kid, but I read for fun. I'm always researching, always seeking out information for stuff. But it had never, ever dawned on me that he needed to see himself in his books. He was smart. We took him to museums. He had role models that looked like him. But I never, ever considered that. And so here we were. Him crying out literally to see himself in a book oh, you talk about feeling like a crap parent I I didn't even feel like I got a B minus that day I felt like I was taking a, a straight up F it never dawned on me and now I was sitting there as I'm purchasing these books really playing that conversation in my brain how long has he felt that way? What else does he need to see himself in? And let me be clear to my non-black listeners, because I know there are some of you out there. This goes for, in my mind, any type of label that you have needing to see yourself. This is for Latin, gay, straight, trans, male, Female, straight hair, locked hair, Afro puffs, bald, alopecia, villilago. I think all of it's important. I didn't realize that at this age, he was noticing that he wasn't seeing himself. So here we were with this book series that I knew nothing about, but it was in the children's literature section. And the picture on the front of this little boy brown like my child with his nice short haircut like Max's ready to go on this adventure so that night our read was Key Hunters book one and we read it's a little theatrical in our house when we read uh, Max's dad has gone on the record to say that he does not want to do the reading because Max gets mad because he won't do the voices and or the cadence or the tones or the enthusiasm that I read with him. And Max's dad always says, not everybody went to acting school like mom, Max. <laughs> so it's kind of a family joke, but reading time is really our theatrical time. I, if, they, if they can't see the movie in their brain, they need to hear it. And if they can hear it with different voices and inflection and intonation then it makes that that image in the head a lot clearer at least in my opinion so we cuddled up in our reading chair and we cracked open the spine on our paperback and we jumped into this adventure of key hunters book one and quite an adventure it was 
Max found that he had a lot in common with Evan. He was smart. Not all, he was sometimes afraid, but he had to be convinced to face his fears. And he found out that he was brave. And it got to the point where Max only wanted to read chapter one with me because he liked when certain events would happen. And then he'd take the book and go cuddle up somewhere and finish it in one sitting. In one sitting. It got to the point we read all six books. There are six books in the series currently. But we had to wait for book six to actually be published. And book five and six, we read book one, two, three, four. Within that week, he was plowing through them. I want to read the next one. I want to read the next one. He read that book. Mom, we got to go to the library and get it. Can you order it from Amazon? Can we go to the bookstore? He really wanted to know what happened next. He wanted to see how Evan was doing, how Evan got better. And the more he could see himself in Evan, the more excited he became about this series. So we had to wait for his birthday for book five and then Christmas, book six. And they arrived that day and they were read that day. And that taught me a very valuable lesson. Like it's great for us to read to our children and read to them all the time. I am a I completely support reading to your children. And I'll get into that a little later in our bonding with the book slash parenting toolbox segment. But I think it's also really, really, really important that we find a way for them to see themselves in this literature that we're giving them. Even if it's a fable, even if you have to write the story yourself and print it out at one of these self-printing publishing places, our kids are keeping a lot from us that we just don't know, but it's really important to them. And I'm trying to save you a tearful child in a bookstore aisle crying out literally to see themselves. So let my F stamp parenting moment be kind of a, a fable or a lesson or a guide into looking a little deeper at the selections that you're giving your little one to read or you're reading with your little one because they're drawing their own conclusions and until they share with us what's going on in their beautiful growing and complex brains we're left to wonder until they tell us and we don't want it to come out the way mine did. Calling all B minus parents. You've heard my stories. I know you've laughed with me. Some of you've cried with me. And now it's your turn to take the mic. Are you interested in sharing some of your B minus parenting adventures? I really hope so. I set up this podcast not for me to sit and recount and relive and tell all of the stories of Max and I, but to be a safe place for parents to come to and be able to tell stories and hear stories and know that they're not alone. I'm one mom with one kid, couple bonuses, but I want to hear from dads, from godparents, from other moms of girls, twins, biracial, gay couples. I don't care. I don't want this podcast to be a single voice telling a single story. 
I want it to be a collective voice telling collective stories. So I'm calling on you. Hey, you out there. Hey, such and such as mom or such and such as dad. The artist formerly known as fill in the blank. I'm asking you to come tell your story. So yes, this is an invitation to reach out because I would like to hear your story and I would like to share it with our audience. If you have a story that you'd like to share, please email me or message me on the interwebs at, at, at slightlyaboveaverageparenting at gmail.com or send me a DM from our Instagram page or our Facebook page. I seriously would love to share your stories. I've shared some of mine and I'll continue to share them, but I would like to start sharing yours. Eventually, I'd like to just sit back and introduce you and offer my book and uh, parenting toolbox suggestions. But this is a call to parents. Hey, parents, come share your stories. We all have them. We've got them for days. But I want you to take the chance to share it with another parent so someone that's new on their journey or someone that's lost in their journey will know that they're not alone. So send me a message, direct message me on our Instagram page or our Facebook page, or send me an email at slightlyaboveaverageparenting at gmail.com. Now, on to our bonding with the book slash parenting toolbox crossover. Now, this episode was all about reading, so it is so awesome that I can introduce what we will do every first Wednesday of the month. Every first Wednesday of the month, we, and I hope your family will, start a book club. Now, I know that sounds really dorky, like, what, huh? I don't understand. It's basically a drop everything and read as a family thing. We started our family book club because Max was reading this book, Ranger in Time, Escape from the Great Earthquake. I remember it because it was a really heavy book, but he really wanted to talk about it. He discovered this book because there was this dog on the cover, and his dog is helping save people, and he kept talking to every single member of our family. I'm talking mom, dad, grandma, great-grandma, TTs, uncles, cousins, and his TT Kirsty told him, well, it sounds like you need a book club. And he said, okay. He grabbed his iPad and texted all of us and said, we're starting a book club. Here's the book. Everybody needs to read it by this day. And it was transformative for our family. And I'm going to tell you why. Starting a book club with your family and your little ones, A, shows them that reading is a priority and that it's important and it's worth the time that we spend in it. But more importantly too, and this is the kind of incidental thing that happens, you bond over a common text. It's not over soccer or how well or good or bad they did. It's not football, it's not a sport. It's a story and the story will invite elders and children alike to be all on the same page. One of the things I have enjoyed so much about our family book club is watching my granny and her twin sister 
which means I have a bonus grandma, Granny and Grandma Cat read the same book that Max is reading and have something to talk about. Often, there's this disconnect between generations, but if we're all reading the same book and we get something to talk about, at least we have that to talk about and it gives us a little more meaningful conversation beyond how was school, how was sports, how are you, love you, bye. Now, saying all of that to say, I'm challenging every single listener and their family to pick a book for the month of October. Now, don't worry, I will offer a suggestion that has been tried in our family that we loved and we've shared with friends. Our book of the month for the month of October is you know I don't have any sound effects come on y'all uh it is the tale of Despero now why did I pick the tale of Despero because I know we just had this entire episode and story about representation but I think this one represents something uh socially that we need to kind of hammer home with our little ones too the tale of despero is about a mouse that finds his inner courage to go out and be brave and save the damsel in distress now let me be clear i don't think that women need to be saved so you can have that conversation with your little one or your family as you proceed through the book but there's so many layers to this nice sweet little text and this was the first text that max and granny his great granny were able to truly sit and talk about and find common ground and have something rich to discuss outside of school and sports you have a not so air quote beautiful character you have a not so normal mouse you have people facing their fears you have forgiveness, you have second chances, and you have, you know, people living up or succumbing to peer pressure. So I really think that this sweet little book is a great one to read as a family. Now, how did our family book club work? Well, everybody would go and get their own copy of the text. You could go to your local library. This is an awesome time to introduce the library. Or... You could order it and then I would always donate our multiple copies to local schools and or um, they have those neighborhood libraries where you can put it in there for someone else to get. That's what we do in our house. Or you can do as they do in the Parker house. Shout out to Vicki, um, one of our loyal listeners. Her family would sit together and read the book. Her and her children would sit in the room and she would take the lead as read as reader. And the other readers would take turns reading. They all were sitting together. They were having quality time as a family. And they were reading the same text. Now, to add to this for our parenting toolbox suggestion, what are the benefits of this? A, outside of the social spending time together. B, our children are learning to read aloud. And the core of the American and I have to say this, the core of the American education system is reading comprehension. All of your tests, standardized tests, whether you're doing science, whether you're doing math, whether you're doing social sciences, everything starts with reading. Whether you're reading informational text, 
and or literature, it is the core of our testing in every subject. While they are trying to get more performance-based, most of them are read, understand, apply, and go. So how better to do that than really make reading a true foundation in your house? Now, I loved The Tale of Despero. Max loved it. Granny and Grandma Cat loved it. Everyone in our family that read it really loved the text, and we thought about revisiting it again. And I'm also going to challenge you, if you have an older reader, to probably try Key Hunter's Book One. If you are like me of a certain age, Key Hunters is a more modern version of the Magic Treehouse series. They have a diversity of characters, they go on new adventures, the magic is a little different, and it's fun. So if you want to go with a little more diversity in your cast, I suggest picking up Key Hunters because it was a great read, it was fun, and you'll see the part that Max really loves that when mommy reads it really, really fast. It's at the very end of the chapter when they first get their get the magic and go on the adventure. If you read it really fast, it's really fun. But then you also have the tale of Despero, which is this heartwarming tale that will make you feel all warm and fuzzy and remind your little one that no matter what, they can find a little bravery and even if they don't look like they're built for it, they decide what they want to do. Well, that is my bonding with the book and parenting toolbox suggestion. These could be free 99 if you go to the library, but on average, we spend about seven to 10 bucks on a book. So that's all I got for you in this section of this week's episode. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I really am grateful that you've made it this far. I challenge you all to look at your library and see if your kid can see themselves reflected in it. If your home library or even in your local library, and if they don't, it's a time for us to start seeking out some things so our kids can feel seen and identify with their text a little richer. And I really, 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 really hope you join us in our book of the month or family book read for October. The Tale of Despero is the official book for the month, but because we talked about Key Hunters book one so much, I'm ad adding that as a, eh, if you don't really want to go down that route, here's your option B. Um, if you do read with us, please, 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 please snap a book and tag at Bonding with the Book and uh, Adventures in Slightly Above Average Parenting. I would love to see photos of families bonding and reading over books. Um, if you haven't yet, please rate and review, write a review. Let me know what you're thinking. Next week, I will have a survey out there for any suggestions of improvement or things you want to hear more about or suggestions you need help with in our parenting toolbox. Last but not least, I want to thank you for making it this far. Have an amazing, amazing week. And hopefully I won't sound like I smacked and smoked an entire pack of Newports when I come to you next week in our adventure in slightly above average parenting. I'm saying that being a B minus parent isn't such a bad thing. We have time to reflect and learn and we're building better people for tomorrow. Perfection's overrated. We do the growth in the mistakes. 
I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week and everyone stays healthy so I can join you on that side of the line. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.